This episode is brought to you by Kensington's newest title by Rebecca Zanetti, Immorta's Honor. From award-winning author Rebecca Zanetti comes the newest, wildly thrilling, dark protector's novel with an immortal hero to die for. First comes danger. When vampire demon Sam Kylewood discovers he's the keeper of some mysterious circle, he laughs it off. When he finds out that his younger brother is supposed to fight to the death in said circle, he becomes furious. And that's before he starts uncontrollably making things explode. Seems it's never too late to develop deadly new immortal abilities. But even those explosions are nothing compared to what happens when he tries to handle a suspicious, brilliant, and beyond sexy human female whose piercing eyes ignite a flame beyond even his unbreakable control. Then comes desire. Honor McDowell is one of the best interrogators Homeland Security has ever had. But no matter her skills, her mystical gifts are slowly driving her mad. She doesn't understand or want them. But for now, she'll use them to detect and defeat danger. Unfortunately, her job brings her face-to-face with the deadliest man she's ever met. And she senses Sam is even more gifted than she is. Yet once they kiss she realizes he's also more dangerous than the enemies suddenly coming from every direction. Good thing they both like to play with fire. You can find Immorta's Honor by Rebecca Zanetti wherever books are sold. Find more at kensingtonbooks.com. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep, we collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kind of Dating, the comedy dating podcast where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is tackling the new year. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel. You're listening to Kinda Dating. Another year is getting upon us. You've made resolutions before, yet you're still hanging out with that hot but vapid side piece that still isn't into labels. So how's 2022 going to be any different? What's standing between you and fulfilling your resolution? Before we help you answer that, remember, We need you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it. And please tell your friends because it really, really helps us. Also, leave us a five-star rating or review wherever you get this podcast. Aisha is also back. Hey, I'm back. What's up, girl? What is up? You know, I people miss you when you're not here and they think that like I'm keeping you from them. (laughs) Can you please explain that it's not me, it's you? (laughs) It is definitely me. Yes, 100%. You are busy killing it. So it's not my fault that Aisha can't be here and that you're stuck with just me. (laughs) Natasha's great. Come on, y'all. You know, I'm no Aisha. So that's the difference. Well, we're really happy that you're back. Um, We've missed you as always. Uh, Guys, we're on social media. So make sure you follow us. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha Says Dance across the board. And I'm Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Okay, 
I am very excited because we have one of our actual friends, one of my actual life friends, who also happens to be an amazing actress and producer. She has been in so many films and TV shows. I can't even count. Um, Her name is Shiva Nagar. What's up, girl? Hello. Hello. I love that intro, by the way. I'm very flattered. (laughs) You're what? I I love that intro. I'm very flattered. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's all true. It's all true. You're like our little superstar um, walking around. and, (laughs) And I'm so glad you had time to do this because you're always traveling around filming things. <laughs> yeah, I'm in town. It's holidays. It's close to holidays anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, Aisha, go ahead and ask the question we ask every one of our guests. <laughs> the people need to know. Are you single or in a relationship? Hmm, the mystery question. <laughs> do I have to answer that? <laughs> it is up to you. I am actually in a relationship, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No ring on it, but in a relationship. No, that's fair, yeah. (laughs) And does it really count unless there's a ring on it? So I don't know, guys. I don't know. Maybe we're all still single. (laughs) (laughs) Tell them that. No. Uh, Every time I get that question, actually, I'm always like, single, you mean, am I married? No, I'm not married. Right. (laughs) Nice. Right. No, it's smart. I mean, nobody has to know everything about us. Uh, And so I would be completely fine if you wanted to play coy as well, but you are fine to share. And we appreciate that because people like to hear honesty on the show, you know? Um, So, you know, we're talking about tackling 2022. It is around the corner. So do you guys in general sort of look forward to the new year usually? Yes, I always do because, um, and I'm actually kind of, I'm, I am proud of myself because I do always right before the new year, I always make these promises and certain things that I have to either do or not do, or certain people I have to, um, cut. I was going to say do or not do. (laughs) Or do. (laughs) Exactly. So, um, and I really... I believe stick by it. So um, it's almost like, you know, all the new year's resolutions. So um, if I really am, I'm pretty disciplined. So if I really promise myself, I'm going to do it. uh, I do. So this, I did the same thing this 2021. And now we have not much time, but like I have to make a list of, you know, I always do like a reflection, Mm. everything that happened. How did I do? Did I, go by all the stuff that I had set for myself and all the, you know, goals that I wanted to achieve and follow and cut certain people out of my life and not cut some certain. So, um, and now this is around the corner. So I have to come up with another list and see how I'm going to do for 2022. <laughs> yeah. You kind of take an inventory. It sounds like, right? <laughs> like, no, I mean, it's like, like, it's a, and you're I very, write. you're very yeah. disciplined. You are, I know you in life. Like you are like, I'm gonna work out. You work out all the time. You're like, I'm going to do this. And you, you really do this. Um, Aisha, what about you? Do you look forward to the new year? Yeah. And it's funny that you talk about like taking inventory. Cause that's one of the things I'm actually looking forward to do. Cause normally I don't do that. Um, but after last year, I, um, in the beginning of this year, wrote a list of all the things that I would like to accomplish that I, you know, set intentions and all that stuff. Um, and in October we did like this like full moon ritual thing and we were writing some things down and I happened to be using the same 
journal that I wrote everything down in. And I just glanced at it and I was like, oh my God, I like legit did a lot of the stuff that I set out to do, which was actually really exciting. Um, So it was very cool to actually see it written out. So I'm looking forward to reflecting again, writing some new stuff, setting some new goals and moving forward. It feels good. Yeah. Honestly, is when you have a journal and exactly, I was going to say, because I write a lot of stuff. I, I usually write in my journal every day and I sometimes draw stuff mm. and sometimes I'll have a list and then you may write things that you want to do for the new year and whatnot. And then you forget about it. And mm-hmm. then when you go back and look at your list and it's just like, Oh, Oh, check. Yes. Oh, check. you know what I mean? It's just like, Oh, I got all these that I wanted. So, I mean, obviously there are a lot of things that are not in your control sure. or your timeline. We know that. Right. <laughs> um, but I love when you go back and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. It feels so good. Yeah. When you can it's true. So it's interesting. Cause you guys like really, you guys are fans of new year's. I, I am like, I, I think it's a nice marker, but yeah. I've always sort of kind of been like, why do we all wait for this? one moment to kind of Mm -hmm. make change. I think that we should try to be aware through the year. I mean, I I try to be like, I don't, I don't really wait. I just notice something and I'm like, oh, okay. New thing I'm adding to my fucking list. But I do think it's like nice to have like a moment. And one thing I definitely do like you guys is like the holidays is a time to sit down and reflect Mm -hmm. and look back and like, go, okay, what was working, what wasn't, and like make those adjustments. So I think that's definitely uh, cool that we all do that little checklist or, um, and do that inventory. So yes, Shiva, like you said, sorry, go ahead. No, I'm just saying it's almost like, it's like a fresh start, you know, you know, it's a chance for you to look back and over the whole year and then kind of reset, be like, okay, what do I have to change and what do I have to maintain or what do I have to improve? Mm -hmm. An yeah, excuse it's definitely reason. the excuse. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but Shiva, like you said, you are a very disciplined person. And I know that you do these things in your work life. Like you are very focused in work and you achieve. So do you have you do you do this same kind of inventory when it comes to your dating life? And have you noticed a change? in your years, whether it's in the the actual dating life or in your approach to dating and relationships? It's really interesting. And I I think my, even like some of my other friends find it weird, but to be honest with you, um, dating was never in my list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was never a part of the picture, as in what I mean by that is, of course, I've dated and I'm, I sometimes I love being in a relationship, but it was never a priority. Mm-hmm. It's actually never been a priority. Um, and I don't, I know a lot of people or a lot of the girlfriends I had, like from the past, especially that were very different than me. They couldn't really relate to that. Um, but I maybe also because maybe I was always with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. You know, so obviously I've had relationships and I'm not saying they were all terrible. I had, I had a couple like really good ones. I had one really long term and, it, but it's just that, first of all, my intuition always knows if, if, if this person is for you or not. But at the same time, I had so many goals that I wanted to achieve yeah. that, and, and 
the list of things that I wanted to do from, you know, moving out of Canada, blah, blah, blah. So, it, so to me, whatever happened, and if I did get uh, into the dating world and some someone came into my life and stayed longer than, you know, just a casual dating, um, it just happened so because of the, the circumstances and it was the convenience, maybe he lived close by, maybe <laughs> that's something in common or... Um, you know, it's always nice to have someone, but it was never, um, an approach. It was never, I never had anything in any of my new year's resolutions. Okay. This time I'm going to, uh, change it this way. And I'm going to include this or change this about my dating life. It was never actually in my list. So I actually can't say anything about it because, um, it hasn't been a priority. And I feel like, to be honest, I don't think it's a good or bad thing. I think, um, when you're doing you and then when people come in and out of your life, then I think that's the best way. And then especially if you do meet someone and it's the right person, but you're, but you only happen to meet this person while you're just doing you and achieving your goals, then, then it only, and it, if it only adds value, then it's magic. But if it's draining you, then you're like, okay, screw you. Fuck off. Bye. <laughs> right. So it's just been like that for me. So I, I would, do me. And then if someone approached or came into my life and if it was nice, I, it would last. And then sometimes I would drag it. We all do, mm-hmm. but it would get into a point where it was draining. Then it's like, okay, I got to keep doing me and I'm going to have to cut this out. So, but even if it wasn't intentional for you, like you said, like you weren't intentionally like dating, looking for somebody, did things change over the years for you? Like, ha- have you seen growth in that area or are you hoping to add it to your list for 22? Like, yeah, the growth came in a sense that I learned what I want and everything I didn't want, Mm. (laughs) you know? So it was adding. So the more I was, you know, spending time with people and dating and it wasn't even I mean, that many, but it made me realize the qualities that I want in a man and, and all the things that I don't want. And, you know, there, there are some people that make you realize all the good things and you're like, oh, you know, I, this is what I, this is what I would love to have. So I, yes, of course I, do I have a list of what I'm looking for? If, of course. And there are some people that come into your life that make it, make you write a list of everything you don't want. <laughs> Yes. You know, so I definitely have that. So I think growth came in that sense where it's like, okay, I can't be with a person like that, but these are the qualities that I would want, blah, blah, blah. So for sure. Aisha, what about you? Have you sort of noticed looking back over the last few years? I mean, we were just talking about the fact that we have just done this podcast, this episode again, and it feels like we just blinked and did this did last it. year. Right. Um, And this year has just flown by. So... Have you noticed like things changing in your approach? Yeah, definitely. I am 100% same as you, but like I was one of those people where dating was just not a thing that I prioritized or really thought about at all. If people came, great. You know, if they stayed too long, oh crap. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's like same thing. I always had like other goals and other things to do. Um, But again, last year was the first time where I like actually like, set an intention. And I was like, all right, I'm in this new phase of my life. I'm realizing that I like a whole 
big old new group of people. I want to like explore that. So I actually put that out there. I was like, I want to, you know, explore my queer identity and see what happens with that. And then it happened. So I think, yeah, setting the attention and making it happen sort of. <laughs> you exactly. Yeah. So that has definitely changed because before I was not thinking about that. I didn't have a list of what I wanted or what I didn't want at all. Mm. I was just like, whatever happens. So. So what do you feel like changed for you? I think what changed for me is a, I just became more open to the idea. Um, cause I feel like I was just closed off for it for a long time. I didn't want it already. And then after like bring heartbroken multiple times, I was like, I definitely don't want it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was like, I got stuff to do. If this is going to get in my way, I don't need to even worry about that. But I think that I've come to a place where I've healed and grown enough where I'm like, okay, I can finally, I still want all my things, but I can accept, you know, kind of want that too, a little bit. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> so, you know, it's going to be 2022. The pandemic just sort of, I mean, it's still going, but you know, the world has opened since mid-year, let's say. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the time when last year, uh, in 2020, everybody was like, even even leading into 21 when things were opening up, everybody was like, I've changed the way I'm dating. This has made me realize that I want to go slower, that like values matter more to me. Like, I want to see, you know, my health is number one. Blah, blah, blah. And I just feel like everybody got super tired and so tired. the world opened up and everyone just went berserk and is back to like old ways times 10. The worst. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, what the fuck is that about? What happened? It making up for, well, I think, I mean, you know, I think 2020 was, for everyone was uh, the self-reflect year. And it was, um, I mean, it was, a must. It's like, even if you didn't want to self-reflect or right. like, you know, some people were just on auto, you know, go robots. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh shit. Okay. I have nothing to do. So let's sit down. So I feel like everyone went through that. And then obviously that affected relationships. I think a lot of people were probably like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. You know, here or with this person or what, what's more important to me? What are my values? I could die tomorrow. What am I doing? Wasting my time. You know, so I think a lot of people had that. And then, but then also a lot of people got together. Oh, <laughs> many, yeah. You know, and the quarantine couples or what, whatever they, they call it, you know. And and, um, and I think some, again, it depends if uh, how much you grow together. Some people stay together even when 2021, everyone's like, ah, freedom, you know. or uh, Or some people just, that's it. Back to freedom. And now they want to be single again and and do, you know, that was just for quarantine. Wow. So I think, but you said something that was very pivotal in there. You said that 2020 was the year of reflection, right? Mm -hmm. And so what is the point of reflection if we're not going to do anything to change it, which is what comes to like, how do we help people get into 2022 and not just think of the things that they're going to do, not just do the the list that we're talking about or take inventory. But but, you know, what what do you think, Shiva, 
as somebody who is high achieving, when you make a goal, you you stick to it, right? Like, especially when it comes to work and stuff. So what do you think is standing in people's way to achieving their resolutions, especially when it comes to dating? Discipline is the number one thing, really. Self-discipline. Um, and not letting other people talk you out of it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes again, if you have the right friends or the right person in your life, they'll encourage you if you are disciplined and, and you're doing what you're doing. But then if you're sometimes with the wrong people, then they're like, Oh, come on. Like, you don't have to do that now. You know? So I feel like the only way is it's just you, you have to work on you and you have to be, and it's not, and it's literally every day. Like Mm. I put myself in check every single day and I have a list every single day. So it's like, did I do this? I like, I make a list of everything I have to do, whether it's mentally, physically health, you know, work. And, and I'm not saying I'm, I mean, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. And I, and, there is a balance. I don't like to be an extremist in any field whatsoever. I like to have fun. You know, we love being social, you know that. And, and, um, but I do keep myself in check. So if I know I have something big coming the next day or tomorrow, or a table read, an audition or whatnot, there's no way I'm going to sleep late or I'm going to drink, you know, I mean, we were just had, had a gathering. <laughs> I didn't drink. Because I, I couldn't, you know? And then like, there's some people are like, oh, come on, just have a shot. And then, so it's just, it literally comes to um, sticking, not just writing it down, but really checking it all the time and sticking to it. But, and no one can do it for you. It's only you, you and your own self-discipline that can do it. It's a great point. There is a quote I used to have up on my whiteboard before that said, self-discipline is choosing actions in your best interest. And, uh, and so I was constantly reminding myself of that, especially when you're right. Like sometimes your friends have the best intentions, but when you're saying, Hey, I don't want to date this type of person, but then you go out that night and some guy person's hitting on you and they're exactly that old type of person you should have stayed away from. Your friends are like, no, just, just go have fun. Just one night, like relax. Like, you know what to do. Just be, be yourself. And then you forget and you go down like a fucking rabbit hole. And you know, um, Aisha, what do you think? What do you think is standing in people's way to achieving their resolution? Man, I mean, I'm people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, what 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 stands in your way? <laughs> I think what happens is because I go through periods of where I'm like super uber focused and disciplined, and then I go through periods where I'm like much more easier on myself. Very um, normal, and you deserve it. Okay. Tell myself that. Totally, exactly. We're hard on ourselves. We're all hard on ourselves. Yeah, totally. We are very much so. You are too. Very hard on myself. Um, and I think what usually stands in my way when I go through those periods of like not is not being disciplined is there's usually something I guess mentally that's not connecting that's like not letting me be as disciplined that's allowing me to continue to you know indulge or do whatever it is that's not uh not on the path that I have you know chosen for myself and I think also and this is for me I don't know if it works for everybody I think a lot of it is if you don't have the like staunch belief, if you are not fully 
believing in something, if not fully committed in something, if there's that little voice in your head telling you that you can't do it, I think that voice is very loud and you, and we listen to it often. And when it's talking, we like to pet it basically <laughs> and, uh, you know, do the things to quiet it, which is usually the not disciplined things. Yeah, because I'm curious, like sometimes is this ever you, Aish? Because I, I know this has definitely been me before, is sometimes choosing a lot of the things that we do is habit, right? Mm-hmm. Even the people we choose is habit. How we interact with our dates is habit. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just easier yeah. to go back to our old habit yeah. than oh, create new it. ones. Yeah. So we just go back to our comfort zone and we're wow. like, oh, whatever, like. Yep. The, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we know better, but it is that comfort in the like, well, I've done this before, um, yeah. that I think like, at least I know what the outcome of this yes. will be because yep. I, I have done this action mm-hmm. before yep. I have dated this type of person before I know what this will be. Right. This new person is all kinds of scary yeah. because I have no idea what to expect from nice. This is work. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times you go back to the comfort and you're like, what was it? Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the time. I ever- Why did I do that? <laughs> All the time. I mean, do you, there's also this element of sometimes, I know that this was me before, which is I, I almost used to take on too much mm-hmm. or, or make a resolution that was so big that it wasn't, it, I, I couldn't even keep up with it because it was like, you know, when you're younger, especially you do this inventory and, and when it comes to your love life, um, you've written eight things. Now it's less like, I think the way we date is much harder than even how we work because work can be a little bit quantitative, but how we date is literally about us. Right. So it's changing multiple things about ourselves to interact with other people better. Um, and if you have like a list of eight things, that's a fucking lot of things to do. And you've forgotten about it after the first two weeks. Because it's like, there's eight things. I don't know how to, how do I pick do somebody nice? Who, who, how do I also uh, stop giving people chances? How do I also like, uh, you know, get somebody who treats me nicely? Like all the things that are pile up in our heads about what we want, like we overwhelm ourselves mm-hmm. sometimes. And you I think- You learn so much about yourself too, don't you? Huh? Yeah. You learn so much about yourself too in the process. Mm-hmm. 100%. Very true. Because <laughs> um, also, has, has this happened to you guys? Like life happens, right? Yeah. You get busy. Yeah. Like we always, it's easy for us to take inventory in December when everything is shut down and it's Christmas, and it's the holidays, you have downtime, and like first two weeks of January are nice and chill. And then by mid-January, everybody's jobs have come back. Life has taken over again. Traffic is back on the road. You just forget everything that you wrote down. Yeah. Or thought about. (laughs) And the year feels so long on the first day. (laughs) And then end of the year, it feels so short. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I think the main thing about what you just said, how, yeah, holidays is holidays and it's chill and it's relaxing. But as soon as life happens again and everything is back to normal, I think 
the most important thing is, uh, and that's one thing that I would carry as well, and I, I would suggest everyone else do, is to make sure that in your dating life, whoever you meet and whoever comes into your life, make sure they are adding more value and positive energy and they're just bringing you more joy. Right. Because I feel like that department should not need as much effort as us trying to be disciplined in our career and our work. That part should come easier. That part should just be the joy part of it, that the positive, loving energy part of it. So if there is anyone <laughs> that comes in and you feel like they're constantly draining your energy or reflecting negative energy on you, then that's how you know to just <laughs> cut. Yeah. It's such a great point. Marie Kondo, your dating life, you know, ask if the person you are hanging out with is bringing you joy. Because I think I asked this to a friend recently who, um, you know, whose ex is is trying to weasel back in. But this person is in a happy relationship now. And I, you know, was literally going. Is this ex bringing you joy? Right. Is interacting with this person bringing you joy? And if it is not anymore, make a decision that will keep you happy because that is the biggest thing. Um, You know, another thing I think that happens to a lot of us, also me, is we want to fix everything right away. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like we again, we've written this list. And for some people, this list is also includes physical aspects. Right. Like some people are like, I'll date better if I lose weight. Mm. I'll date better if I become more social. I'll date better if I make, you know, date other people who are nicer. But even those three things take so much time in and of itself. Yeah. Right. Losing weight can't happen overnight. It's months, years, sometimes being more social mm-hmm. takes time to build those skills to get up and do that. Um, dating nice people. Fuck. That's like a lifetime of choices uh, that, you know, again, take time. But we all we always expect it to happen right away. And then when it doesn't, we just give up on it altogether. Yeah, because that just means that they when you do that, that means you're not ready yourself. You want to work on you and you're sort of mixing that up with, I, if I do this, I'll, you know, mm-hmm. and another thing I'm going to add to what you just said, which is totally, um, uh, exactly my point too. That you also have to not just them bringing you joy, but who are you around them? Do you like mm-hmm. who you are? Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes, and you've seen some people don't bring the good out of you. Like you just, you're, I've had it where in my past experience where I'm like, I don't like who I am around you. You don't really yeah. bring out who I want to be in this world. So if, and I, I was starting to be more negative and bitter and stressed all the time. So, you know, and subconscious, sometimes you don't even realize it when you're in it, but then it's like, this is not who I was before. Like what's happening. So, you know, so it's not literally even just bringing joy, but it's also like, are you becoming better or doing better? Or are you even working harder to lose weight when this person is in your life? Are they inspiring you or motivating you? 
or are they just kind of like putting you down and, you know, taking away your confidence basically. Uh-huh. So, so who, who you are and how you feel about yourself as a person, when this person is around also gives you a big hint of what you should do about it. So it's true. so important because life is so short. I mean, we just realized that from this whole COVID thing that, you know, we could be fucking trapped again tomorrow in a lockdown. And like, you are one stuck with you, but also like life is short and you just want to be happy and you want to enjoy the time that you have and not stress. And I can say as somebody who is now in a relationship with the person doesn't stress me out, (laughs) I literally look back and I'm like, what the fuck was I on? Wow. (laughs) What was I on? Because I'm like, my gosh. This is, it's not like you have no problems. You have problems, but they're not stressful. Right. You know, where, where they're like, I'm having fucking fights for half a day. I I literally don't, I don't, we don't even do that. And, Mm -hmm. and it again, just comes back to what you were saying. I think it's so key, Shiva, self-discipline in that, in choosing in those moments who is right for you and who isn't. Yeah. And, and sometimes, because I ask myself why too, like what, what you just said, you have, what the fuck was I on? Sometimes when, when I ask why, but even though I know everything happens for a reason and I'm like, you know what? If, if you don't experience the bad, okay. you're not going to appreciate the good as much. Anyway, I, I feel like I'm always grateful, but still I feel like maybe had I not gone through such a bad experience in the past, I wouldn't have, you know, experience, uh, appreciated the good as much as I do now, or I would now. Um, so I think, uh, that's probably why things happen the way it happened and people came into your life the way they did. Yeah. And, and then when it, something that just comes so much easier, you're like, Oh, what a relief. <laughs> so, so yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I also think there's this aspect and I'm curious what you guys think of it's hard for us to change things we don't understand yet. Right. Like parts of us we haven't fully grasped. Like people might tell us. Yeah. You need to date people like this, but like it's not computing to you. And I know I used to like I have definitely seen my growth over the years in relationships. Um and I remember the the last thing I sort of tackled before I met my boyfriend was the hardest one for me. It was the one my friends had been telling me for years and I just didn't understand, mm-hmm. which was stop giving people chances. Mm. You give people too many chances. And I was like, what do you mean? Mm. I'm just being a normal person. Like people make mistakes, don't you? Blah, blah, Bye. blah. I couldn't grasp it until I finally worked through all the other smaller resolutions Mm. and then finally tackled the big one at the end when I was more ready and had the tools. And then I stopped giving people fucking like I would just go on a date and be like, oh, this person showed me that this isn't going to work. Instead of testing the waters out and seeing if they could change my mind, I was like, no, I'm okay. And I started doing that and really quickly, like literally my boyfriend was my third date. Right. (laughs) You know, on apps. But I was like, okay. And and it just came from like making quick choices. And even with him in the beginning, I kept going, just waiting for you. If you fuck up, 
there is no chance. Like you are, you know, we are moving on. And this, the fucker didn't. But I was like, that right. element That's- I think is really important of understanding that big thing that needs to be fixed. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good though. It, it is important not to waste your life giving too many chances. And sometimes, you know, I feel like your intuition always tells you, you just don't listen, you know, it's like you just sometimes, and I've done that God knows how many times. I mean, how many times I would take someone back over and over. And even though I have self-discipline, but when it comes to people, human beings, I mean, I just have, I feel like I have so much love and I, I always like to give anyone chances, you know, because I always want everyone my loved ones, my friends, everyone to do better. So I feel like that almost like haunted me and it was like not for my good for my own, you know, dating life or health. But I, I, I did do that. And even though like your intuition just tells you like, this is not, you know, you know exactly what's going to happen. You know, you're just going in circles, you know, and, uh, uh, and you just keep doing that. So that's actually something that I need to work on too, you know, to not feel bad and, and not give many chances, that's going to go on my 2022. (laughs) 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 But you know, one of the the things that, that helped me, at least when I worked my way up to, okay, don't give people chances was all the things that led up to that, which one of the things you mentioned, which is one year, I just focused on trusting my gut. Mm -hmm. And it didn't mean just trusting my gut in relationships, trusting my gut with everything. There was a year I just said, I'm not going to date. Right. I just said, I need to learn to just be okay alone. I need to be able to learn to go to a movie by myself. I need to learn because I literally was teaching myself what happens if down the line, you know, you become old. And even if you're you're with somebody forever, there's going to be a point. Maybe somebody passes away and you're alone. Like, we go through life periods alone and you need to learn to be alone. And so I taught myself that and I spent the whole year doing that so that eventually when it came time to not giving people a chance, I was like, right, I'm okay being by myself. So I don't care anymore if I don't give you a chance because if this doesn't work out, I'll be fine. I'm good, yeah. But it was like all those little, little things I spent a year working on. I actually have a fun anecdote that I don't even think I shared. I haven't told Aisha or anybody yet. Um, Shiva, this is maybe a new story to you, but uh, I'm so, I'm actually very proud of myself about this. So um, there was this guy, uh, we call him Australia on the show. It was uh, somebody I was, you know, enamored with and had a re- kind of a long distancey type of weird friend emotional relationship for 10 years. Oh, wow. And, you know, somebody was like, I mean, we're best friends. I love you. You're the one, blah, 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 blah. Just before the pandemic, we had a blowout, um, which has never happened in our sort of 10 years, but it finally happened. And uh, best thing to have happened in our our sort of friendship and faux relationship ended. Mm. And, uh, And I finally saw this person for what they were. Wow. Which was a fuck boy. And I was like, right, cool. Noted. Now I know and I'm past this. 
So I literally fully let this person out of my system. I was like, oh, now I see. I'm not, I'm not doing this again. Three weeks later, I met my boyfriend. Mm. And people used to always tell me, they were like, you'll never meet somebody because you're still hung up on this person. You're hung up on Australia. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hung up. I don't even think we're going to be together. They're like, yeah, but somewhere in your subconscious, you are always thinking about Australia. And they were right. I didn't go. Right. Yes. Then, uh, now people know this too, that, you know, my boyfriend and I are moving in together. And, uh... And just before I made some like random joke in my head about like, you know, how life always tests you just before like something big. Uh And then uh, while I was in New York, Australia texted me and was like, you know, I've missed you. I've been thinking about you for so much time and I've just been afraid to reach out. And is it okay if uh, we do a phone call to catch up? And uh, he goes, like, I just hate that we've become this, like, because we only, we don't really even message anymore. It's only happy birthday. So Mm. it's once a year, happy birthday. That's it. And, uh, but it's been two years since we've spoken. So I got this message. I literally felt a punch in my gut. And I knew that this person used to be my weakness. So my very first thought was, fine, give this person a phone call. Nothing's going to happen. You don't even care. And then I stopped. And I was like, wait a minute. Is this phone call going to bring me happiness? Mm. Is this phone call worth what I have now? Is this phone call deserving of me? And is this person deserving of any explanation? Because I was going to say, Hey, I've been in a wrong, I've been in a wrong, I'm in a wrong, a serious relationship. Like, um, I don't think that this is appropriate or blah, blah, blah. And I said, this person doesn't even deserve to know that much. Mm-hmm. So I sent the nicest message going, um, you know, I, I just, I, I, uh, hope you've been well. I look back fondly on what our friendship was, but a lot has changed since then. And I said, I hated the way things ended, but ultimately it ended up being the best thing that could have happened. That's all I left. I left it so vague. And I was just like, I think we're good this way. Mm. And this person got so butthurt yeah. and so angry that I was like, oh, wow. In two years, you had all this time to reflect and you just reverted okay. back to fuckboy who was like, oh, my God, how dare you say no to me? <laughs> and... Turned wow. into a, oh, well, well, how about we just don't even talk at all? Not even once a year. And I said, great. Okay. <laughs> if you, if that's how you feel, I understand. Okay. Right away. Yeah. Well, the ego comes in. Right I was literally away. like, if this makes you, if this gives, you know, doesn't add happiness to your life, you should make a decision that's right for you. He was like, yeah, it does. And it gives me a lot of anxiety and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I said, oh, okay. Well, I, I wish you well. And, you know, that's it. He tried to engage me again. And then I realized, oh, no, this is a toxic person just trying to engage me in a conversation, even if it's negative. Yep. They just want you to engage. They want your attention. They still want your attention. And I made the decision I don't ever usually do. I always respond to people. I just didn't respond. Oh, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself that like I made the switch so fast and it wasn't something even worth me thinking about twice. I was like, oh no, the relationship I'm in now 
not, this person is not worth it by any stretch of the word. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I'm even risking it. Yeah. yeah. Or having and my brain wander at all. Yeah, right. I mean, of course we're humans. We're not perfect. It happens, but, but what you just said, that tells you something about the person too, doesn't it? I mean, had, had he, had they just, uh, handled it in a way like, okay, well, I wish you the best. I respect your wishes, you know, have a nice life. I just wanted to catch up. Then you would have had that respect for them. But you know, when they turn around and kind of still try to, and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So you're, it's almost like you're happy about your decision. And sometimes people like that, when they don't actually respect enough to walk away, it's better to not even entertain in whatsoever and not respond to them. Exactly. Yeah. Cause that's the game that they play. They just keep going. Yeah. They don't, they don't know when to stop Mm -hmm. and to say, okay, you know, and then, and that shows, um, character. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's a, again, it comes back to in this long winded circle of that was the resolution of I'm not giving people chances. And this person had gotten chances for 10 years. And I was like, I know what this person's going to do again. I know they're going to use the same tactics. So am I going to fall into that same trap and keep giving chances? And I was like, nah, I'm good. Like, we're good. I don't, I have no beef. I literally was like, no animosity. I really wish you well. I just don't care anymore. Right. <laughs> um, sorry, go ahead, Aish. I was just saying, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. But it's, it's really nice to stick by something like that because yeah. it's hard. I've done it. I did the exact same thing with one person and I know, and I promised myself that 2021, I will not look back and I didn't, And but it was not easy. So I, I get it, especially when they're constantly, you know, trying to. Right. Totally. Yeah. I think we totally. all have like a breaking point where it's like yes. we're able to literally break away from whatever that toxic thing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the things like, if, you know, I were to ever offer anybody some insight into how to tackle a goal that you want to achieve, especially in the dating world for 2022, is like make a manageable goal. Right. Start with one thing that's very small that mm-hmm. could be as simple as um, I used to also, I literally did this. I used to say, guys are dicks. Right. And then I changed to, there are nice guys. That's it. That was the simplest change. I said, there are nice guys. There are nice guys. There are nice guys. Every time I thought, guys are dicks. No, there are nice guys. So then, slowly, over the year, I started noticing like, oh, my eye would go towards the nice guys. I started acknowledging that there were nice people doing nice things and let that overpower the douchey guys. Right. And that you change the perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a small, manageable thing. Yeah. Um, are there those kind of small moments you guys think of that you guys have worked on? For the new year, you mean? You just generally in the past, like, is, are there things that you, you know, have said, this is the one thing. Like you, you did, you just said something, right, Shiva? Which was, you said, I, this one year, I am not going to engage with this person. Yeah. Yeah. And it yeah. could be as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. Which no, is I, hard, but. 
No, it is. It is. And, and sometimes, you know, I feel like the universe tests you so many times. And when you keep repeating the same mistake, and I mean, I don't, I don't like calling it a mistake. I feel like everything happens for a reason, but you know, when you do sort of follow the same footsteps over and over again and keep going in a circle and you keep getting the same results. And, and sometimes what, like we were, what we were saying, it's a comfort zone. It's just easier. It's better. And sometimes, you know, and I'm a Gemini and you are too. Uh, sometimes I don't, I like to just be in the moment. You know, I don't think of a long-term consequence. <laughs> so yep. a lot of times I'm just like, you know what? I just like to live in the moment. And I, I, I do that and, and then it hits me and, and I learned my lesson the hard way. It's like, I shouldn't have done that. I should have controlled myself, you know? So the amount of times I've done that. So, and it's very hard for me. It actually is a challenge. And, and that's one thing that, you know, aside from being disciplined on a lot of other things, but th- this is one thing that's really challenging for me to, to stick to that, to make sure that I don't engage with a specific person yeah. because as, as hard as it could get at times, you know, because I know the outcome. Right. And like you said, you did it for 10 years. I mean, God bless you. You know, I did it for a couple of years and, and the outcome was always the same right. in every situation, different circumstances, same outcome, different situations, same outcome. So, um, so that's a yeah. I think there are um, things like I don't know what your question was, but my <laughs> there are things like this that are very challenging. But one little that shift actually gives you a whole like once you do that and you stick to it, then the universe gives you the positive, and and you know, it just your life just gets better. Mm-hmm. You you did what you were supposed to do, and and then you start seeing the nice people or, you know, meeting more nice people. And, um, so that definitely, I feel like if you do have that discipline to cut anything toxic in your life, then, um, a lot of doors open basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're so right. Yeah. I, Aish, what about you? Have you sort of done the big goal thing or kind of the small I mean, like everybody, I definitely used to do the big goal thing, you know, the like resolutions, all that. And that very quickly is very obvious that it doesn't work. (laughs) Um, So what I've done is sort of like know what the big goal is uh, and then break it down, sort of what you were saying. So like making it manageable. So maybe the big goal can't happen in a year, but I can do this, this and this and this to set up the big goal to happen in two years and stuff like that. So I think I've, for me, it's just been, um, I've just had to look sort of loosen up on the things that I want to happen immediately. Like we were saying, things just don't happen immediately and being just okay with going with the flow, listening to the universe, doing, you know, what's being presented to me and going from that, trusting my gut, not trying to control everything. So <laughs> Oh my God. Letting go of timelines. What you said is so huge. Mm -hmm. That's like my biggest thing. I'm just, uh, you know, (laughs) all of us, but, but the thing is like, you know, life is a series of choices. And so if we start making little, little choice, a difference uh, and change in our choices, 
we'll notice our life changing over time. It's just that we got to let go of this concept of time a little bit too, which is one of the years, I, one of the reasons I get stuck up on New Year's, which is, you know, it's this very finite time. And I'm always like, don't wait, don't wait for a day to tell you, you need, now you can start. And what if in March, you decide something else or you notice something else. You're going to wait till all the way till January. Right. No, <laughs> wake up the next day yeah. is a brand new day. And yeah. that means oh, yeah. it's a whole new world and a whole new life. And the only day that exists. Right. Even right now, we're in November recording this episode. January doesn't exist. <laughs> you know, so are we going to wait? for a month and a half before we make a decent decision for ourselves, Or are we going to say, hey, you know what? Yeah, like in this conversation, I realized maybe this is something I need to do. Maybe I can try it now instead of sure, that's good. starting to wait. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like you said, every day is a new day. I don't think I think that is when people are just making excuses and they they set a day like, oh, you know, for the new year, I'll do this. Yeah. No, but I think I think every day, if you have, um, I always, Oprah always says aha moment. Mm-hmm. I like the using it that. So when you have like a realization and I always do, sometimes I even like get my phone and I record my, my aha moments, you know, cause I like to be like, okay, oh, this is a new shift. Oh, this is a new realization. I'm going to start implementing it as of tomorrow, like immediately, you know, but I, I, I think the only thing with new year's is when it gets to that point, when you have been doing that every day and, and, and working on you and, um, when it gets to that, then it's, then it's like, it's a bigger picture, isn't it? It's not a daily thing. It's like, okay, so how did I do this year? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, in every aspect, the dating work, career, me, me, you know, myself. So how did I do self-reflect then starting fresh in the new year? What can I carry on or what can I change? Um, who can I keep dating or not keep dating? Um, so I feel like that's when it comes down to it. But I definitely don't think, I agree. I don't think you should wait when you do get realizations as it comes. You still you need to keep improving up to that point no matter what. And then, and keep doing so yeah. into the new, you know. It's true. Yeah. yeah. I, I think both of you also said something that you you guys do or did that I think is very, very important for listeners, which is you either, Shiva said, like you recorded something or you wrote it down. Aisha, you said you, you, did you make like a vision board or? Uh, well, I also wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like and I, categories. <laughs> you were, yeah. And I think it's so important for people to write it down or put it down on some form of paper in one way or another. Yeah. Um, And so that could be, you know, for people out there who are going like, oh, I'm more of a a visual person than do a vision board of it. I am fucking I used to think vision boards were stupid. Yes. I literally thought they were dumb. I I remember making it a couple years ago and going, this is so fucking stupid. (laughs) What am I sitting there? I know, I know. But like I had all these fucking, you know, magazines and I was like, I can't believe I'm cutting these stupid words out and putting it up and blah, blah, blah. I can't tell you how many things on my vision boards have come true. From talking about, this is before I was ever writing on TV. I had Netflix originals on there. I ended up writing for Netflix original, uh, which was Mr. Iglesias. I wrote 
that I wanted to, uh, I had Mindy Kaling just up there. I tested for Never Have I Ever and met Mindy Kaling. I uh, had, I mean, I can't even tell you. There's so many things. I had another podcast thing up there. People don't even know this. I just signed a, a deal for a, a new podcast. And I was like, then there was a section that I paid no attention to, which was the love. Mm-hmm. I was like, this will never happen. I literally had given up. I was like, this section will not happen. And I just had images of, you know, funny enough, a salt and pepper haired person on there. That's so um, funny. <laughs> I had a pe- of people laughing together. And I had the word serendipity. And I had mixed mixed kids. <laughs> wow. Like a family with like a mixed family. And I literally was, was like, this visual. will never, ever happen. Huh? That was on your vision board. Yeah, yeah, it's there. I have it. I have my vision board. Um, and now if, you know, people were to, were to meet my boyfriend, I am like, whoa, what the fuck? How did that happen? Like the thing I wasn't even thinking about, but there is something weird about when we put it down. That's what and Oprah even said, if right? it's, huh? That's what Oprah was saying is you have yeah. to like, you do and then you let it go. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I had Call of Duty on my vision board. The actual logo of Call of Duty. I have it. I have a literal, I can send a screenshot of, I had two vision boards. One, which was super visual. And then one, which was just a little list. And just like icons I I took from my computer and I put it in. I I wasn't even a Call of Duty fan. I was just like, Call of Duty, this this is the ultimate video game. (laughs) And I'm a voice in Call of Duty. So like, I don't know how things happen. Huh? Now you like the vision board. I know. No, I love them. I'm still waiting for the lots of money part, but no. (laughs) But the thing is, I think if even people write down that one manageable goal and just like you said, look at it every day. If you go on a date, come back from the date and look at that one manageable goal. Did this person meet this one requirement? Uh that you had and just start there. And then as you master that, you can add more. Right. And let go of the timeline. That was such a, such a big point because you can't, that's the thing with, you can't plan that. Right. Like the, the time you, you can't, you have to be able to, and that's very hard for me. I'm very impatient. So sometimes with things, especially with my career more, but, um, you have to be able to let that go and, and write it down, but it may happen in a month. It may happen in a year right. or, or two years. So. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so true. What do you guys have any other uh, tips for making people for people tips to help people make the right resolution and to stick to it? I mean, the right resolution is going to depend on the person, right? Um, so it's whatever is going to improve upon your life. Um, and how to stick to it. Just baby steps. Be gentle with yourself. Be gentle, but also be disciplined, you know? Um, so be your own teacher. <laughs> or like your mom or something. Your own coach. Your own coach. There you go. Be your own coach. Um, but yeah, just do it. Baby steps. Write it down. Write stuff. Yeah. Write it down. What you said, be realistic. Yeah. <laughs> like but going to the moon with my future boyfriend, you know, uh, <laughs> and s- simplify like, and it, and it doesn't have to be 
like specific, like simple, small, specific things, like little shifts that you want to make. I feel like that simplifying makes a huge difference and let it go. But at the same time, still always have it like where, you know, when Tony Robbins, like where focus goes, energy flows, you know, like you always have to have it in the back of your mind. You always have to visualize it and manifest it. Like your brain has to always um, live where you want to live. You know what I mean? So if that makes any sense. So I feel like you always have to be there, but obviously not obsess over it in terms of like when. Don't ever say when. I think that you you should start living it the way you want to live. Right. uh, And and things will come. and, and keep it simple. Yeah, I think that's mm. the best thing. That's the idea. I mean, that was all uh, really, really amazing advice. I, I hope that our listeners got something out of this. But, you know, mm-hmm. I'd be remiss not to ask this question for 2022. So, like, what is the one maybe simple thing you guys are going to try to tackle for 2022? Hmm. It could be related to your love life. My list yet? No, neither. I, I haven't done it yet. I don't know. I know. <laughs> but again, you don't have to wait. You know, it, you know what department. you've been working on. You know what kind of snags you might have been having. Is there? I can start while you guys think. So yeah, you have a second. Um, for me, it's it's. Uh, I noticed a lot this year that because I've had so much past trauma, mm. I have this ingrained fear. Mm. So I think crazy things will happen just by the thought of me being happy. Oh, wow. And I've had to, yeah, it's psychotic. Um, But I've had to go back to therapy about it and be like, oh, okay. Like I'm literally scared. And sometimes my fear makes me project Mm. my fears onto the people around me and including my boyfriend. And so I've had to really, uh, you know, now my, my sort of homework is to reframe even the things that have happened to me in my life and to, to focus more on the, the positive things that have happened and the positive achievements but also to uh, remind myself that I don't control the universe. <laughs> uh. That me thinking a thought doesn't, like, I'm not God. You know, if I think, like, I, so I have this weird thing. Back in 2015, you know, Aisha knows I had a car accident. I had a truck accident where a truck rear-ended me on the 405. I got a really bad head injury that fucking I didn't heal from for like two and a half years. And it was really fucked up. And my whole life and my relationship at the time all spiraled downhill because of this accident. The moment before the accident, I don't know if people know this, I said to myself, I'm really content. Wow. True story. Just before the accident, I said that I got hit. And everything went to shit. And so I have this like fear that if I am happy, something will happen. Mm. And I've had to learn where my therapist is like, you don't control (laughs) the universe. And like, God's not spiteful. Um, 
Right. And and it's that tiny. It's a very tiny thing, but it requires awareness all the time for me. And so that's the thing I'm working on of noticing it, not even always stopping in the thought, but at least now I'm becoming very aware of how much I'm doing it. And then I'm going like, oh, there it is again. But I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Yeah. And I have to just do that. And I notice it. So so those are my tiny, the tiny thing is becoming aware of that thought and saying something positive after it. Um, like reminding myself in the present moment, I'm fine. Yeah. That's oh, what you just said. Oh my God. Um, wow. I could relate to it and I'm, I'm not going to get into the whole story, but I can, I can relate to it because I literally said that when I was in Albuquerque doing a show a couple of years ago and I said, I mean, I'm always meditating. I'm always grateful, but you know, that was when I was like, Oh my God, you know, I'm, I'm really happy. Thank you God for everything. And then, and then I had a, I had a theft thing to happen. So I don't know if, uh, uh, I remember I it, yeah. It, but, you know, literally the the last night we wrapped the season, we wrapped the show, I came back to my hotel room and then my entire room was ransacked. Wow. And everything was gone. And, and from my passport, my laptop, like all the important things, not just clothes, you know, like, wow. so, and, and that's exactly the feeling I got. I'm like, oh my God, like, why? What, you know, and even though, and I never like to ask why, because I know I trust the process. I trust, you know, the universe and everything, but sometimes it's human nature, you know, I'm just like, but I've, I've, I've been content. I've been so grateful for everything. Like, why do I have to go through this? You know? And, and it took a long time. I'll tell you this because it took a long time for me to actually realize, and it only happened when we had the court date and I had to face this guy because he did get caught and we actually uh, had a court session on Zoom during the pandemic. Wow. This person was, is a really big drug addict. Mm. And because of this incident, he got caught. He's done so many things. He has four or five different charges. I was one of the big ones. And even the, the, uh, judge read my case because it was so big. And because of this incident, he got caught because I followed up on it and I followed with the detective and made sure that he actually gets arrested. Mm. And he got to, he was in jail for a year and then he went to rehab. Mm. And, and now he's been in rehab this whole time. And he made a confession when in, during our court session on zoom. And he said that, I'm doing better. I mean, obviously you don't know what to believe, but you know, and, and he is like, I'm, I've been sober. This so I was like, okay, God universe. If I was used as a tool or as an instrument wow. to go through something that I could come out of and survive, but it makes this person a better person and a, a sober person, then I get, maybe that's why it happened. I'm getting goosebumps just wow. saying it, but you know so what true. I mean? Yeah. If that saved him, maybe that he went to rehab and now he's getting a better life. So maybe I, I sort of my expense, but nothing that killed me, you know, I came back stronger. So I'm like, okay, maybe that's what it was. Maybe he needed a saving and he had to go through this. I had to go through the experience for him to be found, you know? So there's always, and that's what took away the fear. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's, there are always things like that, that, 
and and I don't think that I came up with that. Maybe that I think maybe that's what the universe is trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, but it's it's uh, it's such a great story and so awesome that you were open to that awareness and like open to going. Maybe the whole lesson wasn't even about me, right? And you were the vessel, and I think that's so powerful um, for people to know. Uh, so, yeah. so what are you guys going to tackle? Something to take to twenty twenty two. I was like, so, so what are you guys going to tackle? What's your, what's on your, what's on your list? What's one, one small manageable thing you can do? Man, I, I talk too much already. No, <laughs> um, I think I don't know what a manageable thing is. Um, I still have to figure that out. But I think, sort of going to your point of um I guess of just like a mental health checks and um just being more cognizant of that I've never really sort of had like any sort of practice or anything really just to make sure that I'm like you know good there um and I think just figuring out and again I'm not sure what the small steps are yet but (laughs) I will know by the end of the year (laughs) or tomorrow just kidding um (laughs) but Um, yeah, so just figuring out sort of the core issues to a lot of my like blockages and then from there doing what you were saying, the baby steps so that I can, you know, gently massage and tear down those walls and all that fun stuff. So I, I don't know exactly what that is yet, but I guess to answer your question, it's definitely going to be just, you know, focusing more on my mental health. And I think awareness is a, a important yet small manageable goal. I think, you know, and, and Aish, you're already starting it. I know we had a conversation recently and you were like, oh, I think I was communicating this way. And, right. and mm-hmm. this person was communicating this way. And then you go, oh, well, that means that you were starting to notice it. And in even the simple step of like bringing awareness into all those aspects of your life, like your mental health. It doesn't always mean that you have to fix it. Sometimes the first step is just going, how am I feeling? Uh, and and getting the awareness to go, oh, it's not great right now. Right. And then you can do what is necessary in the moment. But but I think awareness is a, a really good, simple, manageable step for people if it's in dating to right. go on their dates and to really listen to what the person is saying and like become aware of what your conversation is telling you yeah. or become aware of, of red flags mm-hmm. or you need that awareness. Just yeah. awareness of the situation. I think that's a, a great and important step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shiva, what's yours? For me, I guess I think it would be letting go of the things that I can't control Mm. in a better way and handling those situations better. Um, Even though I know uh, you can't control the universe and you can't control a lot of situations, I'm, I'm not the best at handling them. There are, there are things that, you know, they, they happen and sometimes you want something so bad. And then when some, when things don't go your way, I, I want to work on the fact that, I want to handle it better. Sometimes I get, I've had situations where I would get devastated, you know, and I close off for a day or so and, and I have to work on that. So it's very important for me to 
take every single thing, whether it's a no or a yes, or, and, and just handle it in a more calm, aware place where it's like, okay, this is not happening to me. It's happening for me. And, and, you know, and be able to manage, um, uh, all the things that I want and don't want. And, and because you're not always going to get what you want Actually, a lot of times, you don't. but uh, sometimes, but you do get what you need. And so I just need to be able to, um, work on that. And I'm also very hard on myself, um, like self-sabotage. And I feel guilty to even relax. Mm-hmm. Like I had so many, when I had roommates before, or like people that were close to me and they're like, Shiva, do you ever relax? Like, I feel like I'm not being productive. Mm. If I run on the couch a little too much or watch a movie or a show, it's like I should be doing something right now. Yeah. And I need to work on actually, this is just for my own personal self to, to, you know, kind of like pat yourself on the shoulder, be like, okay, you did good today. It's okay. This is fine. You can relax for a couple hours. Like, so, um, and, and be okay to, to relax and be happy and not, you don't have to always, your brain doesn't always have to be working. You know? um, so it, it goes back to balance. I guess I need to make sure that I, I try to live as balanced as possible, but like mentally going back to your mental health thing, this is something that it's always in my thoughts where I'm so uh, hard on myself thinking like I should be doing something. I should be doing so. So it's like getting, working on, you know, no, it's okay. This is your time. This is your time to be social. This is your time to go on a date. Right. Fine. It's okay. You know, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. that's, the, that's a, uh, a, a good goal, you know, balance. And, and you can kind of incorporate that in all aspects of your life and just sort of test that out every day, you know, um, to find that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I think that's awesome. Well, Shiva, this was so great. It was. I had a blast with you guys. Oh, yeah, thank you. I know you were a little nervous. You're like, what's going to happen? I hope yeah. we, we pop your oh! podcast cherry in a nice way. I know. It's so nice that we get to see each other. I it's know. like great girls night. I know. I know. <laughs> right. well, thank you so much. But you're not completely done. We have something called six questions. So we ask oh, every cool. one of our guests the exact same six questions. It's a little rapid fire. So don't overthink the answer too much. Okay. All right, my fellow Gemini. Um, so Shiva, here are your six questions. Okay. What is the first thing you notice about a potential partner? Looks and height. All right. Yeah. <laughs> what? The first thing you see. No, there's nothing wrong with that. It's however you answer. What is one deal breaker? Uh, I actually have to think about that. Uh, what is one deal breaker? If they're, um, kids. Okay. I wouldn't. Yeah. Not that I mean, I love kids, but, um, I like to have, uh, I like to go through a relationship with someone where we can experience first time things together. Um, and I feel like that would not be, if I were to want to have a kid, it would not be a first time experience with me and my partner. That's fair. Yeah. Shiva, what turns you on? (laughs) Um, What turns me on? Um, When they, in a partner, you mean? Just in general. 
However you perceive that question, what turns you on? Surprises and when surprises out of nowhere and, and when they offer to, when they don't offer actually, when they do something for you, when it, when, when it's just for you and they're not benefiting from it at all. Right. I love it. That's a big turn on because it's very selfless, selfless gestures. Yeah. What are one of your strengths and one of your weaknesses in relationships? Um, I don't know if that's a strength or a weakness. Um, I'm, I can get emotional. <laughs> um, my, I think my weakness would be sometimes I tend to get a little overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, where it, it stops me from being able to logically deal with the situation because I get too overwhelmed and too emo, you know, and then I kind of may react or respond uh, from an emotional place instead of, you know, letting it cool down and then, you know, let logic kick in before you just snap right away. So that's definitely my weakness. I think I just, I have a, a bit of a quick reaction to things. Fair, I think. fair. Uh, my strength is like, I can tolerate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have high tolerance. <laughs> that's a good strength. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what is yeah. love? Um, love is, love is everything. Love is compassion and, and selflessness. I know I keep saying that word, but, um, and being considerate of other people's needs and respectful of other people's wishes at the same time, aside from self-love, obviously self-love is, um, yeah, compassion. And last question, besides I love you, what three words would you want your partner to tell you? I respect you. Ooh, nice one. Nice one. Well, Shiva, we definitely respect you. Uh-huh. <laughs> and and we're so grateful that you took time and uh, came on the podcast today. So thank you so much. And how can everyone find you on social media and all that fun stuff? Thanks, guys. This was actually a lot of fun. Um, you can find me is at very ethnic, but it's at the Shiva Nagar. It's literally my full name with the in front of it across the board. So at the Shiva Nagar, all across the board, Instagram, everything. And guys, please follow her. All of this will be in the all of her links will be in the description of this episode. Aisha, where are you at? I am at Aisha says dance everywhere. And guys, make sure you follow Aisha and the podcast. We are at Kinda Dating across the board. I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter. Thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please tell a friend and rate and review this podcast wherever you get it. Also, send us your dating stories and thoughts to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there. But it's 2022, so just fucking try. Till next time. Kinda Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kinda Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Adam Pineless and Karina Uribe are producers, 
Our opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yannick and K. Daniel Ellis.